Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture related. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend of the podcast, Leo from Geekly Goods. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> we got it. Like, it's time to celebrate. It's time to celebrate, y'all. We got Zack Snyder. Yes, sir. <laughs> got that waiting for us, man. Like, hey, that's coming sometime this weekend. Hopefully. Check that out. Yes. Four hours of, hopefully four good hours. Yeah. I don't want to sit through an entire, I don't want to sit through a four hour, a bad four hour movie. Like at all. Like I want this to be good so I can say, hey, I sat through another good four hour movie. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm I, pro- I, um, I finally watched Queen's Gambit this week. Ooh, what'd you think? I liked it. It was good. It's good I don't know a, a single thing about chess, and it entertained me for most of it, so that's pretty impressive. You're going to go sign up for some chess tourneys now? Apparently, chess sales are going like through the roof since the show came out. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Like I remember when, um, what, what, what was it, uh, Frozen came out, and like literally the next wave of people who had girls, their names were Anna and Elsa. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, hey, I, I love Frozen. I love Frozen. Absolutely love it. I like the second one. I think I like the first one just a little bit more, but I like them both for, oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, the first, the first one just has more rewatchability. Mm. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like Lion King on Ice. I mean, in a way, I don't know. <laughs> there's ice in both. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's ice in both, but. Um, yeah, so a little bit of housekeeping here before we get into today's topics. Um, today's podcast is kind of just a, a stories of the week kind of thing. We're going to talk a little bit about the Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, the making of WandaVision possibly towards the end. But yeah, it's mainly just a, a news-filled podcast today. But before we begin today's topics, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X for all the latest announcements. Man, oh man. So we, we got about 10 stories to get through today. Th- these are like the best ones I could like find because it was so... It was a quiet week. It was a very quiet week and kind of sort of last week in a way too because last week we just covered WandaVision. We didn't even do the news. So technically we kind of missed an entire week. But even then it was like, eh, I don't know. But um, I guess I'll start us off here really quick with our first news story of the week. We have Netflix is starting to uh, test, uh, like, warning, test warnings for people for borrowed uh, logins. Mm, Leo's, your, Leo does not like order. that. <laughs> he said. No, because, look, I, I let my parents borrow my Netflix. They let me borrow their Hulu it's an equal trade-off. Everyone shares. Yeah, everybody shares. So it's like, all right, really, you guys going to start cracking down on that type of stuff? You know what it is? They lose the money. With Paramount Plus coming out, with Everybody Plus, Discovery, I mean, you name it, everybody's getting a plus now. So guess what? They're going to start losing money, they, and they had, losing, they had to think, okay, a while. Yeah. Yeah, they had to think, how are we going to start retaining some users, which... They're not really losing people, but people are just starting to share accounts and stuff. So people are starting to learn how to game the system. 
And I, I don't want this to be a domino effect. I don't want this to start with them, and then all of a sudden Hulu's doing it, and everybody's That's exactly like, what's no, this is, uh, I really don't want that to happen. So Changing Netflix, please, in some, <laughs> some way, shape, or form, either back this up or allow it. If they if they do it in a way where it's like, oh, you have to have a, a pin or whatever, that's fine. I can send my family members pins. I don't mind. But I don't know. I don't like this cracking down, guys. It seems like this is going to be an industry shift. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Leo's got the whole family on Netflix. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, I just got my, I got my parents on Netflix and my yeah. aunt uses my Netflix. So, and okay, then I use got other streaming on services that they have. So it's like. It's, it's a nice it's, little it's trade-off. A nice trade-off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I could say the same. I pay for everything with my uh, for, for my family. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I've been trying to tell my system, like, listen, listen. You, you gotta, gotta trade offs. <laughs> you gotta take one of these off my hands. <laughs> Mainly Netflix is like. So I've been thinking about this, and I thought about writing a piece for it, but because it's like, I, I don't feel like Netflix is really the best streaming service. Or like the king of streaming services anymore. They have three tiers, and only the highest tier you can um, offer the, is what they offer for 4K. And it's like, okay, well, that's like pretty much twenty bucks a month, which is more than HBO Max. HBO Max has one tier as of right now, because we'll get into uh, that's one of our other news pieces. But it's like for the lowest um, tier for Netflix, it's standard definition. Who's streaming at standard definition? And I think you get one screen per account. And then the mid-tier is HD streaming. I'm like, okay, that's more passable. But you only get two screens on uh, to stream per account. And then you get into the 4K. And it's like, why isn't it just 4K all across? And depending on how many screens or how many people are going to be using it per account. If that makes any sense? I don't know. It's weird. Because it's like if you're living alone like I am, like if I was only paying for Netflix for myself, it would be a terrible deal for me. But that's just my thought process, I guess. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I still think Netflix is on top. Oh Cause, just because they have the most. <laughs> they have the most to, to offer. I agree. And, and they are the purveyors of this, right? I mean yeah. – it, it, nobody would be here without Netflix. Let's be real. I mean, obviously, yes, you know, of Netflix, course, of Hulu, course. All that it wouldn't be here without Netflix. Guess what? Fun fact: Blockbuster was actually offered the opportunity to become a streaming service first, and they yep. really it up. The did CEO not know actually that. Actually, laughed at the people who presented it to them, and guess what? Now Netflix is laughing at Blockbuster. So, little bit of karma there. But I will say, with Netflix. They have the time. They are the first. And also they do, like you were saying, Devin, they do have the subscriber count. I want to say they still have the highest. And think about it. Out of your streaming services, you say, okay, here's what I, here's what I currently have. And I know I need to scale down, but this is what I currently have. <laughs> HBO Max, Hulu, uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. So I've got those those streaming services. That's I like look bad. at the, no the stack. Yeah, you got well, that Amazon Discovery Plus as well. Uh, let me see. I had Quibi, whatever. Ooh. Nope. But <laughs> if you look, if you think about the list of streaming services that you have, Netflix is not going to be the one to go. I don't think they're going to be the one to go. I mean, I think Paramount Plus is going to stay because of sports, simply because of oh, sports. Absolutely. And they have a big company backing them. I mean, I Paramount. P, oh, I have Peacock too. Paramount, Peacock, and um, HBO Max have huge companies backing them. There's no way they're going to get dissolved. 
what I worry about is like Discovery Plus and these uh, Quibi obviously is gone. Like, no, they got bought by Roku. Uh, they got bought by Roku. Quibi did. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Well, like their, some of their content. Is so, oh, yeah, some of their content is going to be. I, yeah. I remember. Yeah, they 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 were desperate to find some place to put that content, yeah. which I can't blame them. It was hours and hours of content. Like they content. literally wanted to be the HBO Max of. <laughs> Real here. What Quibi, what Quibi should have done is they should have allowed the opportunity for actual content creators to also weigh in on that platform if they wanted to start some kind of thing like that. But this is why was it only available on your fucking phone? That's the biggest problem, man. It didn't make problem. I'm like, you I don't want quality content that's only available on your phone. At least let I me really don't want to be like this to catch up on, on my latest shows, right. you know? At least give me the option to stream it on my laptop. At least <laughs> something. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I like Netflix. It's just I'm I mean, they're, they're going to be losing a lot of Nickelodeon shows like they just put Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra and iCarly on there. And I think iCarly, there's only the first two seasons on Netflix. And then the rest are obviously all the other seasons are on Paramount Plus, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's just something's just weird about it. It's just, I think it's just more of the pricing, but I mean, not like, I mean, the content maybe, I mean, they did announce a bunch of stuff that's coming out this year, but I mean, Netflix has always been the whole, you know, throw the, uh, throw it to the wall and see what sticks. But Mm -hmm. I think for things like Stranger Things, they will probably release those in like increments, like three episodes or something at a time because I mean as much as I loved like binge watching Stranger Things 3 it was like it it felt like it felt like a chore which is weird but because you would think you know doing something repetitive week to week would be more chore like but at least you know people can engage in conversation with it but right and that's the thing about the week to week model is the conversation continues yeah With, with binging it's like oh you get one weekend two you're lucky to get three and then it's gone. I mean, Cobra Kai came out, what, in January? And then by February. It I still off. haven't watched it. Because that used to be a YouTube show, right? And then they. Yeah, man. The only <laughs> great YouTube original. What a weird trajectory. That's, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. I, I YouTube know. to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, There's another streaming service that didn't last, oh folks. Let's talk about that one. <laughs> Google, anything Google starts to get into like another market just automatically fails. Like, I'm waiting. For um, Stadia to just, but so it, yeah, it, that's done. But like, it works in markets where you know internet connectivity, where like especially especially Google Fiber or AT and T Fiber, which is actually terrible. But um, <laughs> apparently, it works in those areas really, really well. But I mean, I'm just hmm. interested to see because Google Plus, wherever the heck that was, like their own <laughs> social media, like nobody uses that. I was so excited at first, and then I was like. As soon as it came out, I'm like, this is so dumb. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's let's move on to our next story here. Uh, Devin, you want to take this uh, these next ones away? I know how excited you are about this one. I'm very excited. My girl, my girl, she's back. Amy, Amy Adams, her upcoming film, Woman in the Window, is getting a May release date on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, we didn't really like, because I thought we were going to get like a new trailer or something, but I don't know. Any other thoughts about this? I kind of just threw this in there because I was semi super... excited about it. It's, it's uh. not blowing me away, but it's definitely definitely gonna be on. <laughs> just pop it on Netflix. It's easy. 
Yeah, you know, I like Amy Adams and pretty much anything she's in, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, the woman in the window, is that any connection to the man in the window? Uh, not um, that I know of. Sounds, sounds like it, but... <laughs> I like, I wonder if this is like a female-fronted remake? I don't know, or I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Admittedly, I haven't really done that much research on I this, haven't either. Like, we heard about it. Like, I saw one trailer, I'm like, oh, that looks cool, and then, like, we never heard about it again. <laughs> I know, it just kind of got buried. Wasn't it supposed to come out pre-COVID? Or? Yep, yep. So it's Quiet Place Part 2, but we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, man. So well, that got moved up. It did. Thankfully. And it's coming to Paramount Plus, I think, 45 days after it's been in theaters. The new theater release schedule, gentlemen, this is it. This is how the industry is about <laughs> to a, shift. That's a big, uh, big gap, though, 45 days. That is a long gap. Yeah, I think some people are going to slim it down to like two, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's, what they were trying, that's what Universal was trying to get. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about Universal. They were like, oh, my God, Trolls World toured it so well. They're like, oh, my God, let's just put it on VFD. I was like, oh, Lord. And then they they, they were just, they were so reactionary. I was like, calm your tits. <laughs> calm your shiz, all right? Like, it's it's not that. It was one movie. It was a kid's movie. Of course, parents are going to love it. Like, oh, my God, my kid can watch a new movie, and I don't have to take them anywhere. I don't have to spend like 25 to $30 on popcorn and candy, like for X amount of kids that I have, like, of course, like it's a, it's, it's a great idea for kids, but man, I remember that. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and remember they had the whole debacle with AMC and yeah. AMC showing their movies and stuff. Cause they only wanted to do VOD. It was just crazy. It's like, okay. I think what's going to end up happening within the near future is that it'll just be like a two to three week, theater run and then it goes straight to streaming probably unless you're hbo max (laughs) so i saw an article run in january after wonder woman 1984 came out and that actually broke their streaming sign up record so if that kind of success continues with their big releases who knows what they're going to do in the future they could very very well continue this model after the pandemic. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm I'm all for know. it for the pandemic, you know, while we're here, but like, you know, when things are to theaters, please. Yeah. Seriously, I'm I mean, Godzilla versus Conte gets went on sale today and I, I got mine, so I'm I'm very very excited. I was like, yes, I need to see this in theaters. Like, I don't care if I get a screener for it or not. I need to see this in theaters. Yeah. Like, I want that to be the movie Either that or and or Mortal Kombat to be like the first movie back to the theater at least. Double mask up and get it done. <laughs> get the hazmat suit on. Get the gloves. I'm not buying any popcorn. I'm gonna hey, eat before. Yeah, I'm about to be. <laughs> hazmat suit up, fellas. That's good. I might be there in my Godzilla suit. Blow up Godzilla. Oh, hey. spicy iguanas! Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> team Godzilla, baby. Uh, got to win. Oh, I'm Team Lord. Martha. Stop. Oh, my <laughs> I've already watched. I watched BBS. The oh lord, so boy, long. you gave it quite the review. I mean, okay, that was. I mean, I've seen it before. I've reviewed it before, but I was like, I'm going to re-review it because I I like to go in like every single time. I'm like, I want to give it a chance. I keep giving it a chance, and it's just so. It's just so. I I just I like Civil War better, and that's not like a DC versus Marvel thing. You know, they pretty much had the same type of message, but I just like the way how Civil War handled it better. It wasn't 
Oh, I, I just, Batman v Superman for like, what, six, seven minutes? I'm like, I want an at least, give me like at least a good 20 minute fight or like something. I don't know. It is what it is, but I don't like hate it, hate it. It's just, I just wish it was better in my opinion. Anyway, so up to our next story here, we have an ad supports, uh, ad supported version of HBO Max. Um, I know uh, uh, Leo's all about that HBO special, so I'm going to uh, let him uh, talk about this one for a bit, get, get his thoughts and opinions, and we'll kind of weigh in on it. <laughs> um, you know, they kind of have done it backwards. Everybody typically starts with an ad-supported version, and then you get a much bigger paid version where you don't have to have ads. I think this is a good idea, though, because I've heard some people complain about HBO Max price, like it's it could be a little pricey compared to the other streaming services. It's steep, so I think this is a good idea. And it seems like they would have went with this idea a lot earlier. But hey, better late than never. I love HBO Max. It is my favorite streaming service. I mean, they just got so much. They've got so much coming up between Mortal Kombat, Godzilla versus Kong, and then also Originals, the next season of Titans more Harley Quinn. I mean, they just, they really have created a home for DC and Warner Brothers content that I feel the other streaming services don't have a grasp on yet. Like, I want to say like Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, like some of these newer ones, they don't quite have their library all the way filled out yet. And like HBO Max is starting to finally round their library library out. They did lose Harry Potter, but that I'm was really going to complain. It's on man. Peacock, so I mean, Peacock's like, free. Yeah. I mean, like I like when it comes to the Warner Brothers titles that I care about the most, like especially for Lord of the Rings, HBO Max is the only place where you can watch the theatrical and the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, which is huge because anytime Lord of the Rings is huge, (laughs) huge, it's huge. Um, (laughs) Anytime. Anytime Lord of the Rings is on any streaming service, it is always the theatrical edition, which means if you pretty much wanted to watch the extended, you have to either own the DVD or the Blu-ray. And I mean, I'm all for that, but a lot of people just aren't into that kind of thing. And that's totally fine. And they just mm-hmm. want to watch the extended. You can watch it on HBO max. Did they announce a price for the, uh, ad supported uh, version? I don't think so. When I, look- I don't think so yet. I think this I comes. Probably, oh, they also HBO well. Max. Oh yeah, they reached the. Uh... What's up? Oh, <laughs> did we lose Leo? Oh, I might be behind, huh? I think I'm. I think I'm sort of behind. Oh no, no, you're good. I, I can hear you. You're good. Uh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've come up with a price yet, but they've also kind of like dug some other things out of the vault. Fresh Prince of Bel Air that wasn't streaming anywhere really. And they just, boom, plopped it right on the platform. I was like, dude, went through the whole series a couple times. <laughs> uh, and then they had That's the great. special. The I special mean, is just, amazing. Really, Fantastic. Yeah, they've capitalized on their content. Like, they yeah. really, I mean, they've got Zack Snyder's Justice League coming The Bee Gees. Out. Watch the Bee Gees documentary if you haven't already. It is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. Ooh, really, really okay. good. I'll have to check that out. I, I, love, I love the Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees. But, oh yeah. It's good stuff. But yeah, like HBO, man, I mean, I, I really like this ad support. I mean, like you said, they are kind of doing it backwards, especially with their, you know, day and day um, for like new releases. But it's like kind of, it kind of makes people like, hey, you know, if you want to watch this 
you know, day one, if you don't want to go to the theaters, you can watch Tom and Jerry and accidentally watch Zach Snyder's Justice League, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the time being. I still don't know how that happens, but it's like, it's it's just weird. I don't know. I, I like the whole ad support version thing, though, because it's just, it gives them another option. And, and I don't know how much it's going to cost, but hopefully around maybe $10 cheaper. Speaking yeah. of... Uh, of- HBO Max. I'll let you guys have a discussion on the on this Game of Thrones news coming from someone who has never watched and probably <gasps> never will. Unfortunate. Oh, no. Yeah, th- I'm this one of the few. Yeah, he's he hasn't, which is fine. I mean, I never. I don't even think Devin's watched Lord of the Rings to be honest, nope. and and like he's not a big <laughs> Harry Potter fan. Are you? <laughs> he's no, no, not. I think he's seen Harry Potter. I don't know if he's seen all the of them. The first few. The first, yeah, the first few. Hey, man, you got to know your lane. I, yeah. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I just can't watch a show where I know the ending is going to ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about that right now because. Kind of I'll leave it close. I will say yes, this one thing. Season eight wasn't bad. It was just rushed. It should have been 10 episodes. Maybe a little, a couple seasons, man. Honestly, like, yes, yes, it it should have. And it's just like HBO was throwing you money. They were like, we want more seasons. They're Dude, like, they we want to go through Star we'll, Wars. Yeah, they're like, we'll go to like twelve seasons. I know they at least offered them ten, a full round of ten, yeah. for this last one, and then they said they would do more seasons. And I'm just like, why would y'all bow out early though? To go work on a Star Wars project, you got fired from violence too gratuitous. That's the question that we're discussing there. So, yeah, because I I showed Leo this as well uh, yesterday. So this is about uh, House of the Dragons, the new HBO uh, prequel to uh, Game of Thrones, which happens, uh, which uh, it's it's adapted from the Fire and Blood book uh, that recently came out that George R. R. Martin wrote and still just hasn't written, you know, A Dream of Spring. Or, you know, the next book, it's fine. But Olivia Cook comments on it. She says House of the Dragons uh, will not have a graphic violence towards women like they did in Game of Thrones. She's quotes um, and says, I don't think they'd be in their right minds to include any of that anymore, says the prequel cast member. Um, I, I'm assuming she's talking about what happened with Sansa and... I can, I mean, like a lot of that stuff just happened in the book because I will say really quick in its defense, it does show how cruel this world actually is. You know, it, mm-hmm. it it's not biased towards women or children or, or kids. Like literally there's everybody dies just for the craziest, you know, some people are just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they, you know, it's things happen, but I think she's talking more about the, um, the abuse that Sansa went through. And like, I feel like sometimes they did go like, like, okay, like I get how, you know, bad this can be, but sometimes I felt like they, they sprinkled this like a little too much for, you know, the sensitive Americans, but (laughs) (laughs) well, when it comes to things like this and, you know, like for those who understand what's going on, but like for the casual viewer, I can understand this being a concern, but what do you think about this, Leo? Um, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. And I feel like, yes, yes, hey, <laughs> Game of Thrones really captured that nobody in this world is free of torture, death, 
violence, slavery. I mean, to be honest, man, like it was just such a cruel and harsh world that they had built up in Westeros that like everybody got a piece of it. So I understand where she's coming from, where she's saying, you know, in in a modern time in terms of how we're shooting and when the show is being produced in a more modern era of, of production, that it would be a it wouldn't be the best idea, but I think she's also referring to the stuff in season one with Daenerys and and Cal Drogo and the forced you know the forced sex yeah. there. Okay, but yeah, that whole thing was like in the books. It was, she, it was a lot. She advances, yeah, like she advances yeah. towards Drogo. I don't know why they mixed it up that way. It and, was and weird. It kinda, like I, I kind of was like, wow, that's that's a lot, but. And I understand where she's coming from. I totally do. For sure. But at the same time, everybody was getting that same amount of like bad luck, bad torture, bad, unfortunate things happening to them. So for me, I get where she's coming from. And if that's the route they want to go, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. But I just think that it doesn't only apply to the ladies in the show because <laughs> Theon Greyjoy, that's all I got to say. Seriously, Theon. Like, I mean, seriously, that was chaos. I mean, I don't think, honestly, I don't think I know of torture worse than that in TV. That was like, terrible. That was just, and to watch, to watch him like Ramsey Bolton, like <laughs> eat the sausage in front of him. I was like, that is just, that's, that's just cool, mean. man. That and so I, I get where she's coming from. And like I said, if that's the way they want to go, hey, yeah. go for it. I just think that Game of Thrones Nobody's nobody's fortunate in that show. Yeah. Nobody is spared of bad and misfortunate things. So fine. That if that's what yeah. I want to go, fine. But like yeah, the I'm reason still why they did that is because this is a fucking horrible world. Yeah. Like it's, it's horrible. It is very terrible. Like I, I see so many people like on Twitter, they're like, Oh, like if you were to live in any fantasy world, like what what would it be? It's like everyone's like, Oh, Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh, Absolutely not. No. That's the last place I'd be. Also, <laughs> Also, those hard, very hard experiences really did shape the characters and how they became at the end of the series until season eight. Uh, it really did shape those characters later on yeah. because the, the, those things happened to them and they were so harsh, so grueling that it did mentally mold them into their character by the end of the series. So. I'm not saying it's a good thing by any means, but yeah. I'm just like that for a character building standpoint, it was important. But you know what? If this means that some things will be referenced and not depicted, fine. Yeah, that's totally fine with that's me. That's all right. Yeah. I, yeah. And like we said, you know, they're still in development with this and right. we don't really know how far. It's like she says she was lucky to read the prequel script before it's changed. And it's changed a lot from the first few uh, few seasons of Thrones. And she said, you know, of course, they don't think they'd be in the right mind to include any of that anymore. But I just, the House of Dragons yeah. is like Targaryens. They this is Targaryen look. Civil War. Like, this is right. war. <laughs> like, and, all is there. Let's be real here. And, and, and full disclosure, the Targaryens are, they, they bang brothers and sisters and that's stuff. That's literally like, how they keep, like, yeah, that's how they keep yeah. their bloodline pure. Like, literally how they control dragons. Like it is one big family cesspool of incest. It's that's all it is. It's crazy. But it's like, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like, you know, let's we could take it with a grain of salt. Cause we haven't seen anything yet. You know, maybe she, 
like, you know, people take things out of context all the time. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see exactly what she means. And like you said, you know, if it's things that happen off screen, that's fine. But like, I just, I just don't want them to be, to play like super safe because the reason why people love this is because of the politics, the betrayals, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the fights, you know, the, the blood, the gore, like that is what game of Thrones, that is what Westeros and Essos is like the, right. I don't know. And if that's the one thing they take away, that's fine. But you just can't, you can't take away like the violence, like the actual violence between the characters, yeah. the misfortunes. Like you can't, you can't dial all that down. Right. If, that, if it's just the the things that happen to the women characters, I get that. But like on a, like violence and like all that and betrayals and political standpoints, you cannot dial that kind of stuff down. Yeah. That, that's the kind of stuff because it's like the betrayals and as you know uh wildfire <laughs> uses stuff like that just like, like those yeah. are things you can't take out of the show you know like you can't yeah. dial those things down yeah it's like i mean th- these are medieval times like <laughs> shit was just fucked i'm sorry pardon my french but it was Word. it was just it was it was messed up but Anyway, let's uh, let's and move I'm on. Back. Oh, damn it, you're back. Oh, that's right. He never left, but wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a part of that. He does that all the time. It's all right though. So, Devin, you want to take this next one? I love. I know how much you love the CW, and most importantly, the Powerpuff Girls. So, I love one of those. I loved one of those things as a child. Well, I I, I know you love watching uh, Arrow growing up. Television Network. <laughs> Uh, we got we got some Powerpuff Girls live action series news. I know you're all excited about that one. Oh lord, <laughs> it's got a decent looking cast so far. Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt have been cast as Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. Cool. Did you guys know originally they were called the Whoop Ass Girls? The wo- really what? That's the original <laughs> name before they changed it. I love. The I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched uh, Powerpuff Girls growing up. Um, you know, I'm sure we all have. I I mean, oh, yeah. I didn't think they're gonna. T- okay, like another CW show. Will I check this out? Probably How are not. They gonna do it's gonna like all I imagine is the one episode where they had the the men dressed up as the Powerpuff Girls. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls are like these these small little. They're not even like human size. Like, how are you gonna have human size Powerpuff Girls? And yeah, like the best it. part is that they're so tiny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with their little no fingers. Yeah, yeah they're like, just like, little nubs. <laughs> and like, I just can't picture it live action at all. I, I I can't see it happening. I I, I don't know. I mean, everything is getting a reboot nowadays. Like literally everything. They're just digging back through the vault. So. Unpopular opinion. I am psyched. Real? Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you got <laughs> you see the Chloe vision? Bennett from Agents of Shield, Dove Cameron, who wanted to play Bubbles. Oh, I'm yeah. like, awesome. Bring her in. I don't know the other lady, but right on. Look, I I think this is going to be an older Powerpuff Girls tale. I hope they don't get into like, you know. <laughs> Sexual stuff. Like, let's not go here. <laughs> no Riverdale. Let's not take the Archie comics and do all that Riverdale stuff. But I do like the idea of like some older Powerpuff Girls kicking ass. I'm just wondering how they're going to do him. And more. Oh, George, George, George. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's a little hard to. And then they, they have that like. 
rascal guy. Like, I'm like, how are you? The mayor? He's like, whoa, hello. He's got to be short, dude. Like, you you can't get, like, a tall mayor. And, like, his secretary, we never saw her face. Oh, my God. How are they going to pull this off? Like, the whole, like, cut off this part, like, from only only shoot her mouth. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh my gosh, that'd be hysterical. Or they do ha- kind of how they do in uh, what Charlie Brown. They're like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I know, Miss Wright. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I don't know. Just could not talk in Charlie Brown, man. <laughs> that was I never understood that, but I'm like, I guess it's whatever. Like, but it's yeah, just a I'm, trope. yeah, it's a trope. I mean, maybe maybe I'll check this out. I don't. I haven't checked out a CW show yet. I just haven't. Not even Arrow. Like not, I've not what? seen, I've okay. not seen a second. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to recommend, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of them, but I'm really enjoying Superman and Lois so far. Okay. And yeah. You don't quite have to know the Arrowverse to know what's going on, but Arrow season one through three, really good. Same mm-hmm. with Flash, but then they just start to fall apart. That's what I'm worried about with Superman and Lois. I'm like, okay, how long? How much longer till it starts toppling over, just like the other one? Supergirl. It's sad because they woman. they have such a strong start. I thought Legends had a great start. They have such great starts, and then they just mm, oh, Black Lightning's good. Is it? Black Lightning's real good. I think yeah. that's on Netflix, isn't it? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I always forgot about but Black Lightning. Black Mark. Lightning is dope. Okay. Yeah, I like Black Lightning a lot. Is it better than Luke Cage? Yes. Okay. Well, have you have you watched both seasons of Luke Cage? Hell no! <laughs> I have. I went, dude. I went Daredevil season one, two, Defenders, and Daredevil season three. I'm good. <laughs> oh wow! Hold on, you got to at least do Jessica Jones season one. I I, I will. I'm I'm watching Titans right and now. Punisher, and Punisher and Punisher. Well. And I forgot about Punisher. Yeah, Punisher yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to get on Punisher. Punisher's good stuff. Luke Cage had a very strong start. Mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali is the villain, so it's like, okay, wow. Yeah, that's, that's good. And then, like, halfway through the season, it just gets just ridiculous. Like, some of the some of the Marvel shows, and I would say Luke Cage and Iron Fist are the two, they just get ridiculous, man, towards the end, and it's just, yeah. it's not worth it, you know, not worth the investment. I guess my, like, when I saw The Defenders, I was like, okay, this will kind of give me, like, an inkling if I want to go back and watch these other shows. Well, Iron Fist, I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Joel Luke Cage, I'm like, oh, a little bit better. That was Jessica exactly. Jones. I'm like, okay, Jessica Jones seems like one I could go back and watch. Because I think she has three seasons as well. Yo, Daredevil just took that punch from Iron Fist, though. Like, it Seriously, wasn't nothing. Bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt was just like, really? <laughs> it was good stuff, man. I was, I, I love, like, Daredevil's always been my favorite, but I was like, I can't believe I waited this long to watch this. But it's like, I mean, what, 13 episodes per season, which is a little bit longer than most. But it's good stuff, like really, really good stuff. But, Devin, I I recommend, I mean, especially if you're prepping for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Because, I mean, if if Matt Murdock walks in that courtroom, apparently if if there's a courtroom scene, I'm going to flip my marbles. (laughs) Could you just imagine if it's just like, Matt Murdock here to represent you. Like, oh my god! Like, even if he's Why not his daredevil, he... I'm like, <laughs> that's him. <laughs> even if it's She-Hulk on the other side. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Right. That would have been good. No, there's just so many possibilities they can do. I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. Oh but um, God, yeah. coming up next here, we have Natalie Portman and Lupita Nyong'o will star in the mm-hmm. Apple series Lady in the Lake. So that's pretty cool. Kind With of the, Al- Alma Harrell behind the helm. Yeah, Alma Harrell, uh, a.k.a. Uh, she uh, directed Honey Boy, one of my favorite films, oh like, honestly, God. ever. It's going to be hard to rewatch it now, though. I'm just waiting for a physical release, and I'm like, Amazon Studios usually doesn't do that. So it's like, yeah. I'm probably never going to see it, which sucks. <laughs> I I saw it during Nashville's film festival, uh, I think, like, a few years ago, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it just brought me to tears. It was so good. But what do you guys think about this uh, Lady in the Lake series? I'm, I'm, Apple? I'm down with that trio, like Natalie, Lapita, and... Alma, yeah, let's do it. Apple's been getting yeah. some pretty good stuff. Um, on like and this Ted is Lasso. Natalie's first lead television, ain't it? I think like so. It. Yeah, I yeah. Think so I think I don't think she's really been a lead in a television series. So no, she's been on the silver screen in a week to week style. Lady in the Lake is that the the folklore tale, like the Lady in the Lake? Uh, I want to say yes. It looks like it is. Didn't what- they just have Something like that. The girl who, the girl who had the like, she was the one that had the sword or whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe oh no 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 no! That is cursed. Uh, cursed. Okay, cursed. That was something different. Which is, I I liked it a lot because I'm like I am a sucker for fantasy shows. Like it was it was a little hokey, but I'm like it was actually pretty decent. Like I'm just waiting on season two. I don't think it's gonna come out though. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, because uh, the girl from uh, 13 Reasons Why, and uh, she was also in um, Knives Out. Uh, Kath- Catherine. Catherine something. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember her last name, but yeah. I I'm blanking her last from, name. Um, Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I first saw her in 13 Reasons Why. And I was like, and she's British, by the way. I was like, oh, I did not know that. I was like, every single actress or actor I like, they always end up being British. They're everywhere. It's great stuff, though. <laughs> I love their talent. But, yeah, so we have the Apple series, Lady in the Lake. Um, I think it's a limited series that will take place in the, on the 60s Baltimore where an unsolved murder pushes housewife and mother, uh, Maddie Swartz, played by Portman, um, to reinvent her uh, life and uh, as um, yeah, reinvent her life as an investigating journalist. Um, and it sets her on a collision course with uh, Cleo Sherwood, played by Nyong'o's character, a hard-working uh, woman uh, juggling motherhood, uh, many jobs, and passionate commitment uh, to advancing Baltimore's black progressive agenda. That was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I, read the story, so I was like, oh, yeah. Lady in the Lake, uh, is sounds, that like a folklore? That's what, that's what it sounds like, like Curse of La, 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 La Rana. So maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. It sounds interesting, though. Apple, I mean, they're getting, like, Granite Cherry was okay, but they're, they 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 got some pretty good stuff on there that's definitely worth watching. Um, the Billie Eilish doc I heard was phenomenal. It is phenomenal i've watched it twice so far and i'll probably watch it again oh wow i i just i don't i I love you know when it comes to music like you just you see everything behind the scenes how things Mm -hmm. remain it's just i mean her stories are so interesting and it it really just shows like a more vulnerable side of her and yeah i i absolutely love it 
But uh, next here on the list, we have Space Jam, A New Legacy. It will include multiple Warner Brother cameos um, as fans in the stands, from what I've uh, read and from what I understand. I know a lot of people have been talking about the whole Lola Bunny thing. You guys heard about that? Uh, so yeah, the way she looks now. Yeah. I'm like, come I on. Think, I think the way she looks is stupid. I think the, the outrage is stupid. Like, let her have clothes. Come on. Yeah, it's it's a I'm just saying, man, I don't know I how mean, many, I don't know how many people's sexual awakening was towards the first space right, jam. A lot of dudes in our, I think a lot of people kind of <laughs> had their, their little moment, of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're risking it all for a bunny, for a bunny out here. I mean, I don't know, like, I mean, people who were like, you know, kid during who, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit, like, there was some pretty, some, uh, yeah, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, what's <laughs> what's going on here? But yeah, it's. I mean, I like the whole. You know, they're including Warner Brother cameos, like as yeah, fans. Gonna be like Matrix and that's like going to be cool. And Wonder Woman that sounds yep. pretty cool. Yeah, but the whole Lola Bunny thing. I'm just like, come on now. <laughs> you guys hear about the Pepe Le Pew thing? He I did. I skunk. See, well, supposedly what I heard about that scene about what they cut is like supposedly it was like actually like a lesson kind of yeah, like it was like he like actually was hitting on someone and they're like, no, it, that's like not like okay. LeBron giving Le you a consent lesson. Yeah, yeah. Like LeBron was giving him a lesson and I, I, was, I think they cut sounds, it due to time constraints. Strange. But yeah, I was like, it, it would kind of be a little awkward. Fine, just cut the character. Uh, and now you've got people who are like, oh my god, Pepe's being canceled. Like, did y'all really watch Pepe Le Pew? Yeah, why do Come you on. care? I mean, like, I know like, who Pepe Le Pew is, but like, I know, I think the daughter of the creator of Pepe Le Pew kind of came to his defense. And I wish I had the article. Up. Oh wow! Um, it was actually no, I think I did on Facebook. Let me bring that up. A few days ago, I, I didn't think, hear about this. Yeah, uh, hold on once. She she kind I mean, of she's supposed to do though. Like, oh, my dad was an idiot. He shouldn't have done that. I mean, she like, could have. I mean, people have called out I their mean, family members. Right, right. If she didn't agree. Um, let me see if I can find it really quick. I'm pretty sure. No, that's Lola Bunny Starfield coming to Xbox only. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. So yeah, the Pepe Le Pew creator Chuck Jones's uh, daughter speaks out on the controversy around the Looney Tunes character. So she says, you know, like so many other Looney Tune fans, uh, she argues that while societal societal changes certainly make Pepe Le Pew's antics look uh, look bad in modern standards, the point of the cartoon was never to glamorize his actions. Um, she said it was more of how much he stunk as a suitor, despite thinking he was desirable. She also reported admitting that, you know, watching Pepe Le Pew through the lens of modern society makes him look like he is breaking all kinds of rules about success. But she said at the same time that the audience needs to remember that in the 50, 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the societies of those eras were not likely to associate Pepe Le Pew with rape, consent, or any of those thoughts, which, you know, weren't really a social discourse at that time. But she kind of goes into stuff like that. She doesn't, like, I guess that's how she's coming to his defense, which, I mean, you know, she's seeing both sides of the coin. 
And that's what I think what's really yeah, important. I feel like we don't have to be mutually exclusive. Like we could not not have him be a character in this day and age, and but also not like hate his character. And right, you don't have to stuff. like delete his episodes and yeah. like Looney Tunes yeah. fully. But like, if you don't want to have him in a modern Looney Tune, I get it. Yeah, like in the modern day, that she's actually completely right. In modern era, it kind of makes sense. Then she kind of talked herself into it making sense because. If you bring him into a modern film, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't translate. It's, yeah. the, it's like it's like you, she was saying the consent. We think we think, yo, like that's kind of creepy. Like he just keeps on pressing on her. But back in those cartoons, he was actually just a smelly skunk. Yeah. Like that was like, yeah, the bad he was, thing about yeah. Him was like he smelled. Right. Yeah. He was just a, he was a bad suitor. Yeah. He, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't a desirable. So it's like. Yeah, like I, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm glad she kind of covered both sides of the uh, of the coin there, just to kind mm-hmm. of give us a better insight. Like, hey, you know, like I understand how it looks bad now, but you also have to rem- like, rem- like you know, remind yourselves when it comes to this stuff that like he wasn't created, you know, in today's modern day and age. Like he was created like <laughs> decades ago. So it's like. You know, kind of like give him a break. If you're not going to use him, that's fine. But don't like cancel his old stuff. Like if you're not going to bring him in new stuff, that's totally fine. If you want to revamp him into something different, that's cool too. But yeah. Which just brings up an interesting discussion because I do think it's smart of people like Disney with the Muppet show to at least put a disclaimer. Something like that is fine. If you want to tuck a disclaimer in the front of the episode and say, you know, like this does not reflect modern society. Mm. That's fine. That's okay, but I, I feel like deleting it is like, like if they were to go back and be like, we're just getting rid of all the Pepe Le Pew, don't maybe don't do that. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever had an issue when it came to like the cancel culture type thing is that people just want to erase certain iconic characters or you know beloved characters that people may, um, you know, hold dear to their heart just you know because it doesn't fit in with modern society. Is that that's fine? You know, just. You know, if you're if you're not going to make a new kind of I don't know, but even like the Animaniacs, like they still brought back the Animaniacs, and there was like a crap ton of stuff in there that it's yeah. like, and that's considered like the golden age, like you know the '90s golden age of animation was like when the Animaniacs was around and other shows um, like it. But it's like you don't like oh well, let's just cancel Animaniacs. You know, they were pining over. Uh, the nurse, you know, like, hello, nurse, or whatever it was. And she was, they're clearly like 15, 16 years old because I think they actually gave them ages. And they're like, why is like a 15 year old boy, boy pining over like a nurse that's clearly like 30 plus years older? And it's like, I mean, I don't Probably know. It's them hormones, my guy. Yeah, I mean. well, like, it's, it's, just, it's literally just <laughs> the times. Like, I, I just don't like it when they try to, like Leo said, you know, cancel this an entire, you know, remove all shows and everything associated with this character. It's like, I mean, it's, it's a part of history. If you're just, you know, deleting it's his, one thing if it's a f- real person, but yeah. a fictional character, F- like, especially okay. a fictional character. Yeah. It's like, I mean, right. come on, that's just, let, let's, let's have, let's, let's think about a little bit more people, but hey, it is what it is. But yeah, Space Jam, a new legacy. looks pretty tight. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. The jerseys look dope. They yeah. do. A lot the of people don't like them. So cool. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I saw the photos and people were like clowning on Twitter, like this looks 
when the first photo oh, of just the jersey dropped. Fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jordan like over LeBron, in my opinion, but mm. I did like the I did Uh-oh. like them in motion. <laughs> like when I saw the yeah. the jerseys, yeah. like in motion, and in the actual set, I was like, yeah. "Okay, this looks awesome." But the promotional image, it did look a little cheesy, just a little. Yeah, I mean, it is what it, like it's we we, we got to see it in action for sure because like yeah, yeah, it's I'm definitely gonna you know prep up and watch the original Space Jam. I used to God watch that all the time. It's insane, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. But let's move on to our next. Speaking of action, we got uh we got some the boys news here. Yeah, you, you can go ahead and take this one because and and actually the we next got, two. We got a spinoff. We got a spinoff <laughs> coming. We excited? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Give me, give me yeah. all the boys content you got. So there's a spinoff. Um, <laughs> Liz Broadway and Jess Sinclair have joined the cast, and basically it's kind of like a, a superhero college run by Vought. And that sounds very interesting to me. Sky high. <laughs> right? <laughs> sky high, but rated R. Yes, like, rated R, sky high. Let's seriously, though. That's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. I didn't really think they're going to do a spinoff this soon. But it is soon, after two seasons. Yeah, I would think at least after the third. But, I mean, hey, then again, I mean, with The Mandalorian, like, we're getting a book of Boba. I guess yeah. that can be more of a spinoff of The Mandalorian. Does it yeah. say when this is coming like is it gonna be right around the corner or um, um let me see where did we pull where did i because i think from? they're like on, they're they're about to get into the third season mm-hmm. I, I figure they'll probably have four and then if they drop this after like four or right after three i don't think it would be that bad yeah the article doesn't say when they even like begin like uh, oh no the first uh, for, uh the project was first announced to begin development in september so Oh, possibly wow. sooner than we think. So they're they're in development currently. Yeah. I so mean, yeah, that cool. means if it's in development in in September, <laughs> then that'll probably drop before season four after season three of the boys. Yeah, sounds right. Season four. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be a season four. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're gonna drag this. I was like, out, season man. four? Where? <laughs> Still waiting on that Lord of the Rings Amazon show, by the way. Where is it? Where is it? Wow. It's supposed to have like the Dude, biggest budget. Forgot. Yeah. It's like, it's, well, it's kind of like, I mean, I haven't heard anything about the French Dispatch, like that movie. With, yeah. Haven't heard anything. It's like, I want to know where this Lord of the, Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon series is because people kind of are talking about it, but like, I heard, I think we haven't, we just haven't gotten a lot of stuff about it, but. Is it still know. in development or like? I haven't heard about it getting canceled. I just, I don't know. It must be stuck in development hell. Yeah. Probably through COVID and all that. Like yeah. I'm sure that slowed a lot of things down. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, Devin, you want to take this next? I, I just, I don't know how I feel about this next one. I Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, this, Borderlands film. There's more casting. <laughs> They've been doing a really good job of of releasing like a cast member per week to keep it in the news cycle. Mm-hmm. It's smart. So the, the newest one we have is Haley Bennett has been cast in a new role, a new character, who is um who has something to do with Lilith's backstory. Oh, well, okay. Hmm. A new character, you said. See, I, <laughs> he said. I, I gotta say, like. The only issue I've had with the, with the Borderlands movies so far is the Kevin Hart casting. But other than that, I'm getting kind of excited. I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> Video like, game movies, I'm always like... As long as The Rock's not in, I'm fine. Can't have the, the hopes too high, but... 
And it's Elon Musk. He's kind of weird. As long as The Rock's not in it, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm hey, good. Bro. He hates America's sweetheart. I don't no, hate him. I'm no, just like, right. stop casting this man he's in like the, every role. He's the show on TV right now. I will. Sean, what you got against me? What you got against me? I don't know, dude. It's like, he's everywhere. I'm like. He's oh, in like a movie per year. <laughs> what? Which is great. <laughs> Which is great. The more rock, the better. He's about to be Black Adam. Yeah. I'll watch him as Black Adam. I just. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. That, that uh, looks so fun. Like, come on, Christian. I get know. on board, bro. He hates, he hates, he's like, hop on the he fucking bed, like it. He's Adam Sandler. Get on the bed. I do not. Okay. I do not world. like Adam Sandler anymore. I do not like him. I do not find Adam Sandler funny anymore. I, I don't. I, I stopped. Right, guys. Well, gotta go. <laughs> there's just such strange people to hate. Like, they're just so likable. I feel like Adam Sandler's career has reduced to being in crappy movies, but they're funny. Yeah, they're like, like Uncut Gems. <laughs> yeah. It's all about getting the money. It's like he knows his lane. Like, he knows I'm going to be in a crap horrible ass movie but it's gonna be funny because it's adam sandler i mean i i like him as a person i just don't find him like that funny anymore i don't know i mean not many people find him funny anymore but like yo click though click yes was click was good click was very good right it was it was <laughs> i just go with it that might be his last i think that was the last adam sandler movie I actually liked what was that one he had with Jennifer Aniston? That was yeah, a Netflix was just original. With it. No, no, that was a murder mystery or something. Murder mystery or something. I never got to watch that one. It was okay. That one wasn't too yeah, bad. I heard it was decent. Yeah, I, I like the two of them. I didn't necessarily like all the villains and the <laughs> story, but the two of them are, are fine. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, anyway. But the Rock, that's a hit right there. I don't like, hate The Rock. I'm just tired crap. of seeing this man's you face in every movie. You definitely hate oh, The Rock. Oh, gosh. It's just like, I don't know what it is. I don't, like, hate him. It's it's weird. I'm just, there's just. Do you smell what The Rock is <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I mean, he doesn't live rent-free up here like Zack Snyder does, but it's fine. It's it's all good. <laughs> anyway, we got some uh, official official Xbox news today. Oh, there we go. We got Bethesda has officially become become a part of the Team Xbox family, which I'm I'm very very excited for this. And a lot of people have been speculating about you know the the future of Bethesda and its exclusive. Um, when it comes to exclusive games and I pulled a little clip from the Xbox Bethesda round table that you can actually uh, watch online on YouTube. It's about an hour, and 40 minutes. Is that it's really, really interesting, but I'm going to play a little clip here about uh, Phil Spencer, AKA daddy Spencer for all of you Xbox fans out there. And he is going to address when it comes, what he thinks will become of the exclusive talk so let me uh play that right now now we know you all have a lot of questions we've gotten a lot of questions since we announced this deal but one of the one of the biggest ones phil is this question about exclusivity and how you think about that and how that's going to work with with bethesda yeah i see it i see it in the community i i listen to the podcast and all the questions <laughs> so i'm gonna try to be as clear as i can uh because I, I that's what I, I i just think it's fair so obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through as we always do in every one of these instances. 
we have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go support those games um, on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But if we're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building uh, and the creative capability we will be able to bring to market for our Xbox customers, it's going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done. All right. So you heard it from Daddy Spencer himself. Exclusive content where Xbox Game Pass is available, meaning Xbox, PC, and the mobile market on your phones through the X Cloud, like cloud gaming. So I I'm think. The Xbox Series X, folks. That's it. You need to. I'm, I'm I'm getting one as soon as Halo drops out. I know I know I got a PC, Devin. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but I got I I got to chill on the couch, play some Halo, play some Fable, play some um, some old school Bethesda games, and just have a good time. That's all. It's that's it. But yeah, you, you guys heard it here first. Um, you know, Xbox has come a long way. Um, you know, I I'm, I've always been a fan of Xbox and been a fan of PlayStation as well. You know, there's things I like about both companies and there's things that I'm not super crazy about, but you know, it, th they're, this they're finally fixing their first person, their first party game problem that they've yeah. had for over a generation now. Everything for else real. has been like almost essentially airtight. Game pass is like literally the best deal in gaming. And like, I'm, it's just like, could you imagine if we were 12 years old again, like if this came out when we were like 12, 10 years old, Grab like game pass, yeah, it's like, I mean, like, so many times, you know, how many times have we had to, you know, save up for a game? You know, there's, like, three games that we know they're coming out, and it's like, oh, I only have money for one. Or, hey, my birthday's coming up. Or, you know, Christmas is coming up. And, you know, my parents only have enough to give me, you know, maybe one video game. And it's or like, you have to... Pretty a game to McDonald's money, like our friend used to. <laughs> yeah, right? It's no, like he, he did. He did. To try to swindle a little money like i you know what we would do when uh back when we were in middle school we would sell what was called happy crack which was a sugar and kool-aid and a ziploc baggie oh. and then oh. would just sell it around the school it definitely got banned after a while yeah, they were like yeah this doesn't sound legal oh my but God. i mean it was just it was literally just, just sugar and a kool-aid in a bag but yeah like, yeah no you, that, you that is happy crack <laughs> yeah so it was like i mean it'll get kids just like ah. but um we used to do that, save up money, but you still wouldn't have enough for games. Yeah. This Game Pass and it's PS Now on PlayStation. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Those two, those two services have now allowed it allowed you to have a full library in front of you with the click of a button. Yeah. The only thing I wish with PlayStation is like they and they also have the PlayStation Plus collection if you have a PlayStation Five. Um, with like a few of their selections of or like, a friend with a PlayStation five. Yeah. So, so what Devin and I did, so I took his, so I sold him my PS4 and I got my PS5. I kept my PS5 games. I sold him my old Spider-Man copy because I got the remastered one with Miles Morales. Your PS5 is gone. No, 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 no. I sold him my PS4. Oh, Once oh, I got man. my PlayStation, PlayStation 5. I never had a PlayStation. I only had a PlayStation two and then hadn't had one since, but. I mean, um, yeah, that makes sense. PlayStation 3 was a bit rocky, but towards the end, it came off, like, really, really strong. But mm -hmm. so I put Devin's PlayStation account on my PS5, and, like, there was kind of a loophole with the whole 
the PlayStation Plus collection. If you have a PlayStation 5, you have access to like, I think it's like 20 PlayStation 4 like greatest hits games. And so like they, the biggest ones too, like you don't Last really of Us, God else. of War is on there. Um, I think like Days Gone, which I still haven't checked out, but and a few other like third party games like Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15. But so they found a loophole where um, the, since, you know, it's his account on my PlayStation, it's pretty much unlocks those games per uh, per account. So he was able to download those games on his PlayStation 4 for as long free. As keep PS Plus. Yeah, as long as oh, his Yeah, as long as yeah, as long as you have PlayStation Plus. Cuz it's like, yeah, he had to get PlayStation Plus and then put his PlayStation account on my PS5 and that's what unlocked it and he was able to download them onto his PlayStation 4. So Ooh, it was like, that might not last. <laughs> no, I it, it there was people were like selling yeah. like accounts. Yeah, like play like Sony had to like shut it down like they were banning accounts because of this like it, it got pretty wow. crazy for a bit because people are taking advantage of it i'm like well i'm sorry sony but like this is kind of your fault because of the- <laughs> down, but not the scalping <laughs> scalping is crazy stuff Bucks. man but yeah i really wish playstation now and playstation plus were all just one service because that's what's that's what xbox is doing with like game pass ultimate it's xbox live and game pass all in one subscription so you get everything you don't have to worry about having two separate subscriptions i really wish playstation now and playstation plus was just one big subscription it would be so much better and because like i only have playstation plus now myself for cloud savings because you can't save like your cloud data from your games without having playstation plus that's literally the only reason why i have it i don't play online games all that much I mean, until Deathloop comes out, of course, but right, yeah, right. until Deathloop comes out. Come. But after, other than that, I really just, I, I don't like this. The only reason why I have is for cloud saves. So I'm like, I'm paying 60 bucks a year just to back up my cloud saves. And I'm like, you got to give me more incentive than that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird stuff, but I'm really glad that Xbox is, you know, they're they're coming around, you know. It's it's finally becoming feeling more like a competition again, between like Nintendo. I really don't, you know. I just don't. I I acknowledge them, but I don't think they're in the big race between Xbox and PlayStation. But even then, they're kind of all doing their own same thing right now. Like Switch, bro, is huge. It is, but I I think N- Nintendo's been worrying about you know doing their own thing for years they don't really have competition really no no sony's been the only one really kind of you know i mean they're very traditional so is nintendo but it's like xbox is kind of doing their own thing now with you know game pass and whatnot and you know more of the cloud streaming and x cloud and all that stuff so i mean you can compare them of course but they're kind of just doing their own thing or so they say but you know i don't know What, what are you guys thoughts about all this i know i've been rambling here for a while well, I just think what's gonna be the first game that's gonna be exclusive, bro? Like, don't, King. don't start being like <laughs> Fallout Six is only coming out on Xbox Series S and X. Like, don't don't do that to us, folks. Just buy the play. Just buy the Xbox. Just buy the Xbox. You know you want to. Hey, man, I'm just yeah, saying. I'll get a Series S once Halo comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper. It's so compact. Series S is actually like a perfect streaming machine. Like, especially if you wanted to stream, and it's like you know you don't care too much about you know power all that much you're still going to get the same deals you still 
going to be able to play the same games. It just depends on what kind of power, what's convenient for you. Pretty yeah, and much. I've been wishing now and um, plus, I've been wishing they would just integrate. They really need to. They, they, they really need to meet up that price because it, it just sucks having to pay two bills. Yeah, man. They both come out at different times the of the year. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's, yeah, it's just too much. It's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. Help a brother. Help a brother out special. Like, seriously. Help us out. Blend those together. Make PS, it one price. PS Ultimate. PS Ultimate. Boom. <laughs> 20 bucks a month. Or they can just literally put PlayStation out into PlayStation Plus and just call it PlayStation Plus because you're getting more. It's just. Merge it all together. Plus now. We, we, now we've, plus. Seen, we've seen it happen with HBO Max. You know, everyone's like, why are these DC Universe shows just on HBO Max? It's supposed to be the hub for all things Warner Brothers. And look what they did. It's all there. Pretty much. Yeah, it's all there. I'm pretty sure. You got like Harley Quinn, Titans, um, J- uh, Young Justice and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just really, it's an exciting time to be not even just an Xbox fan, just a gamer in general, because this this affects more than just Xbox players. This does affect people who, you know, do play on their phones, especially PC gamers. Like, for the longest time, uh, people have been clamoring for Microsoft to cater to the PC audience just as much as they cater to the, um, to, to the console audience, and now they, they have this crazy hybrid idea of like you know the whole xbox play anywhere if you're buying a digital game on your xbox it'll show up on your pc and it's 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 great stuff it's it's all about consumerism to me xbox focuses on the hardware and they very much focus on on cross platforms yeah. between PC, cell phone, console. Like they really focus on the hardware and integrating it everywhere. Whereas Sony really focuses on really good games. Yeah, I mean it's 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 traditional, you know, single player games. That's been their bread of butter, bread and butter since the beginning. And that's the only reason why I have a PlayStation. I mean, I've loved, I've owned every single PlayStation since since I was a kid, but. If it was like if The Last of Us and like you know all their exclusives, if they were on like PC or Xbox, I wouldn't buy a PlayStation. That's the only reason why I have one is for the exclusives. That is literally it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's how they get you. It's it's just the way it is. And they're they're pumping out a lot of third party deals as well with Final Fantasy 16. Uh, we've seen it with um, well Final Fantasy 7 remake as of right now. Is only on PlayStation, but they're they're actually pushing a lot of their um, exclusive games to PC as well. I think, um, well, they did it with Horizon Zero Dawn. They've done it with like Detroit Become Human, and they're going to be doing with uh, Days Gone. I'm not sure if it's already up on like Steam or not, but it's it's just it's a second life for those games for other people to play. And you like, know what needs to happen is cross platform. Yeah, just between everything. I, I, and I've been talking about that for years. It's like I understand exclusive sell, like they make sense, but at the same time, it sucks because let's say you know Leah only has enough money for a PlayStation, and then um, you know Devin only has enough money for an Xbox. They want to go separate separate ways. They're best buds, but Devin wants to play Halo, and you know Leah wants to play Spider Man, so. They can't really play their third-party games together. And it, it forces people to choose because not every family is fortunate enough to, um, you know, 
to be able to buy both or even right. have a switch or a PlayStation or a switch and an Xbox or vice versa or whatever. So it's like, it, it, it leaves a lot of, you know, for, for decision factor. And I'm even just talking games that are on all systems. Like yeah. Call of duties. Call of duties. Yeah. Those kinds of games that are massively. It would make things online. easier. They need to cross platform those games. Just yeah. do it. Like, it's, it was it's Sony with- that turned that down from what I remember. Yeah. yeah. Sony's been the, the stubborn one. My, well, my way, way back in the day, Microsoft said no. And then they changed, you know, they changed their tune. It happens all the time. And then Sony said no later on, like more recently. And everyone was like, oh, well, Microsoft said no back in the day. It's like, yeah, I mean, but like leadership and stuff changes all the time. Like the people in charge of Xbox now were not, or maybe some of them were there and maybe in different smaller positions, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm very excited for the, this is the future of, of, of gaming in general. It, it's looking up a lot of things that have been happening that I would have loved when I, you know, growing up when I was a kid. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, we're getting those, those Diamond and Pro it's remakes, to, bro. It's a good time to be a gamer. Yeah, it really is. And, and we got this. Oh, po- the Diamond and Pro yeah. remakes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm very excited for that one. But yeah, I believe that was actually our last story for today. Uh, did you guys want to do any? Uh, we've been talking for a while, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. I'm like, oh my god, an hour and fifteen minutes in. Um, I mean, I feel like we can save Falcon and Winter Soldier for next week. All the predictions and expectations uh, since we've been we can, talking. We can do some quick, some quick takes. Okay. I also wanted to discuss um, Marvel Assembled for like a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead for oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't have too much to say. It was just kind of fun to watch. It was. It was actually the longest episode. Of all the <laughs> it episodes, was longer than the which was interesting. It was longer than the oh longest episode of WandaVision. Was that the making of WandaVision? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched it oh, today, too. yeah, I still got to watch that. It's it's yeah. good. It was, it's, it was cool. It was it just showed how, how much fun they were having on the set. Yeah. It also um, it gave us Blue Vision, which is very <laughs> cursed. Have you seen it yet? I know. The, the blue Vision. He had to be blue for the black and white to work. And it just That's right. So yeah, I, I heard about it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's pretty cursed. It's worse than baby vision. A blue vision, vision, a white vision, and a red vision. He's all American. And baby vision. (laughs) Can't forget about baby. I I wish they would have gone into that. Oh, God. It looks weird. Yeah. Look at blue vision. Yeah. I was like, it's just not natural. That was so funny. He looks like the guys from the blue. I'm a D. I'm a die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The blue man group. group. Yeah. (laughs) Or uh, big fat liar with uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> this is creepy. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to mention about the uh, the behind the scenes episode was, I just want more Monica Rambeau because Tiana Paris is a star, straight up. Yeah, like, and shout out to uh, she had in that in that behind the scenes. You, just hearing her talk about the character and how excited she was, like she's she's so good. Yeah, well, and shout out to uh, Dwayne from Cinemania World. Um, she read uh, one of his tweets that wanted yeah. visit. That was pretty sweet. That was awesome. I was like, wow. It's you know it's it's great to see that you know these the actors and actresses of these shows like the cast they actually pay attention to what fans are saying it's not just it's not just like a shallow acknowledgement of like yeah like we know they're there but you know I don't have time to you know interact with those people who are also involved with this or just as involved with watching and theorizing and whatnot so i think it's really cool good stuff really good stuff 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, man, wasn't that a journey, guys? Yeah, it was. I'm sad it's over. And- it was supposed to be 10 episodes, but it was it got cut down to nine because of COVID. Yeah. 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 And because Doctor Strange was supposed to be in that episode, but because of COVID, I'm like, that makes sense. Because it, and we've noticed that with a lot of other shows, Doom Patrol, like the the season finale, yeah, yeah, like we're not going to see that until the next season. Um, even with, um, you guys probably, I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys have watched it, but His Dark Materials that's on HBO Max with Daphne Keene, uh, James McAvoy. Um, season two was out, and me and Griff Schiller, we, yeah, it's it's a great show. I mean, the books are f- phenomenal. Um, but me and Griff Schiller, um, we covered it on the podcast last year for season two because we were just we found out we were both big fans and i think it was seven episodes but it was supposed to be a solid eight but they had to cut one because of covid because there was a bit of a it's like you can kind of notice like they were jumping around a bit it's like it feels like there should have been you know another episode in there much like wandavision but like i feel like we're just going to get a lot of that possibly going up especially these shows that have you know, pre-COVID production and then going into COVID, it's like, well, we can only do so much. So, like, where do we cut corners? So, right. Yeah. I don't know. But do we know how many episodes Falcon and Winter Soldier is? Six. Six? That's it? Yeah. Oh, it'll be longer, though. <laughs> yeah, I think the first one's 45 minutes, and then from there, there'll be 40 to 50 Six a piece. Episodes. So it's not like we're okay. only getting, like, 30 minutes. Right. I mean, that's and fine, but still. You know, 10 minutes stretch. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no 10 minute we can't do that anymore. Hey, man, I got to give credit where credit is due. Two minutes, man. <laughs> two minutes of that runtime. People, people are stirring up trust issues <laughs> when it comes to Marvel <laughs> for their credit hey, scenes. By. It's the biggest villain of them. Honestly, oh what, my God, seriously. what if they do add Please Stand By, like another rendition of just... There's no reason to. <laughs> Please. I would I have, love I That would be so funny. I would absolutely love it. But do you guys have any quick uh, predictions at all? I, I really don't have any. I didn't it's just going to be a, a cool, fun buddy cop show. Like, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I saw your uh, your theory. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, okay, I have this wild theory that potentially, potentially, we could get Hydra Cap. Now I know that's probably not going to happen. There's probably absolutely no way we're going to get Hydra Cap in the series. But I mean, hey, I think it would be really crazy if in the last episode, their last guy to take on was. A young Steve Rogers, like that oh, would be yeah. pretty sweet. Like, yeah, and then we there, there's that there's that timeline where where the people might think he is Hydra. Cap oh yeah, the uh, when they went back in time. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's true. <sighs> well, well we got <laughs> We have so much coming up this week between Falcon Winter Soldier. We got Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm going to start Invincible. starting. Invincible's coming up. so good. Oh, my it God. Is. It is. It is good Such stuff. Such a good comic. So we we, we got to record that like <laughs> as soon as we can. <laughs> because <laughs> as I was like, I don't know how we're going to get all this crap done like by the end of next week. It is so stressful. Leo's probably more stressed <laughs> than we are because he has to edit everything and make sure his videos don't get blocked. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. <laughs> It's like his main villain is the, is the, the YouTube, <laughs> YouTube studio. Yeah, yeah, YouTube studio over there. It's like, oh, God. 
Come on. It's a hero and a villain all at once. <laughs> Cut strikes and whatnot. It's it's crazy stuff. I'm just like I I can't I can't keep up with YouTube. I mean, I know we put our live streams of, you know, WandaVision and stuff on there. We'll probably do it for Falcon Winter Soldier, but it's like that's like the extent of our existence on YouTube, at least for now. Until, you know, we can expand at some point. But yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll wrap up here. Uh, I just want to give Leo a chance to let everyone know what's coming up on his channel and to, you know, just promote the crap out of your stuff. Yeah. Come on <laughs> over to youtube.com slash geekly goods guys. I am tired. I'm, I'm sweating <laughs> out about three hours of sleep, but come on over y'all. We talk the latest movies, TV shows, just like these great fellas here. Now, I will be doing coverage for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier from week to week. I'll be doing reactions. And also, I'll be doing Invincible, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Godzilla vs. Kong. This is a stacked month. And My Hero Academia. Yes! Academia so come on through <laughs> to the channel. Hit that subscribe button, y'all. Give these guys a fantastic review. Their podcast is incredible. Film Optics Podcast, y'all. Be sure to drop a, a review, a great rating. Subscribe. All of that. Follow him on Twitter, all across social media. <laughs> Great fellas. Great guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for the kind words, man. Thanks, man. Of really, course, man. Oh, man. It's, we, we've come we, we've come so far, Devin. We, we were once a little YouTube gaming channel. And, <laughs> <laughs> and look at you now. Oh, boy. That was, man. It, it, it was a fun times, though. Fun, fun times. Now we're getting Snyder Cut uh, screeners <laughs> in the year 2021. <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm, yeah. I'm checking my email at least every hour just to make sure because when I got that confirmation yesterday, it was like in the dead of night. Zach's like, oh, my God, I got it. I got it. I got it. I was like, what? And Leo's like, yo, I got it. I was like, oh, let me. I got to check the email. I checked it. I was like, oh, my God. There man. it is. <laughs> the confirmation is there. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, I've never pushed for something so hard. I'm like, it's just, there's just so much coming out and it just helps all content creators. If like, you know, we, we can get a little bit of a, you know, leeway, a little bit of breathing room. So we don't have to, you know, watch everything in like a day and a half. Yeah. And then, April's going to be a nice break, ain't it? Yeah. I think the only thing we really have that we know of so far is, um, what is it? Uh, Mortal Kombat from what I know. That's about it, yeah. I think, yeah. When is that coming out? I think like April 16th or something like that. So it's like mid-April. So it's not... I'd love if it was an Easter movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't. The family, morning Easter, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. God, yes. Man. All right. Well, let us let me uh, close this out here so we can all, you know, get back to our normal daily lives. And also, don't forget to set your clocks forward. Because daylight savings time starts this Sunday oh. as well. No more being dark at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, feeling like it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm very, very excited. But I'm sorry, people in Arizona, this does not apply to you at all. <laughs> it just doesn't. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> all right, let me close this out here so we can uh, resume our evenings. <laughs> And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to check out the other shows over on musiccitydriving.com and subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. That was Devin, Leo, my name is Christian, and we'll see you guys 
in the next one. Peace.